This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, it's Thursday lunchtime, which can mean only one thing. It's time for the Kerry Dixon Show with me, Stanford Chidgen, of course, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon. Hello, Kerry. How are you this week, mate? You all right? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. Uh, no doubt uh, enjoyed uh, last Sunday's win against Bournemouth, which, uh, you know, considering that Spurs had applied a bit of pressure uh, you know, beforehand, I, I thought was a really good result, and I thought they played really well. Uh, but but one thing, starting with a slight negative, um, I, I think Costa got a lot of criticism uh, after the game. I have to I have to say, mate, not from me. I mean, I've just written a blog very much in defence of him. But do you think the criticism of him was somewhat unfair? Um. Yes. Uh, I, I think the problem is with football these days. It, people look into it so deep. Every game mm. is analysed. Uh, the old cliches again, you know, as good as your last game. People look at every angle of every game. They don't just look at the result these days, say, oh, good result, team played well. It's a case of, well, the good result, team played well. He didn't do so well. What's the matter with him? He's not playing so well. The defence looked a bit shaky. We looked good up front. There's all sorts of angles to look at the game. Of course, after that, they indiv- every individual gets looked at, um, which they do anyway. Um, there used to be a time where if the team are winning and going along, okay, you can carry one or two players um, because they're part of it. And I, I always believed in that because you've heard it many a time. If it's not, don't, don't fix it. And when you're winning, it carries on. Um, some people are reluctant to change. I'm not advocating changing Diego Costa at all because the team is still going along well. Um, he is he is in a run at the moment whereby he hasn't got goals. Um, you, of course, was backing him last week. Well, I nearly, I nearly got there. I nearly got there. I mean, you, you got yeah, an assist to get that first goal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you were close. But, um, but listen, I don't blame you at all for uh, for backing him. Stay with it. Um, it's only a matter of time. Massive game coming up this week, of course, and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all. But if it doesn't, 
stay with him and there'll be more big games um, and even bigger one arguably the week after who knows yeah, um, yeah. every game's a bigger for Chelsea these days but uh, no stick with Diego Costa and if he plays poorly yes the criticism will be there if he doesn't do things right and doesn't get it quite right even more criticism will be there but drop him no no way um, he'll come right he's a, he's a world class player um, when you talk about some of the other things I'm sure we'll come on to you know people moving um, people looking at our top players Diego Costa is going to be one of them and uh, no mm. um, but there's nothing wrong to say either that if he doesn't play well he shouldn't get criticism um, nothing wrong with that um, people mm. pay their money and people watch the game and they're entitled to an opinion so criticism a little bit unfair um, but if it's uh, if it's criticism that's given fair and, and, and open and it's right no problem but in terms of leaving about mm. <laughs> wouldn't cross my mind well much as much as I hate to say this Kerry it doesn't really matter what you and I think what what matters most is what Antonio Conte thinks and, and he's clearly backing him so uh, that's all that really matters um Talking of people that he, he he's backing, it, it was good to see Moses come back in, and 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 I, I think what struck me actually when I, th- I thought Alonso had a superb game, by the way, but I think what struck me most by those two coming back was was the balance that it gave the side, and and it just strikes me how uh, how underrated in many respects those two are. But I think more to the point, I, I just wonder how much credit. Conte deserves for for clearly having an eye for a player because I don't think if you'd have said to any Chelsea supporter that possibly two of the most important players for them this season would be uh, Moses and Alonso they'd have laughed at you so I, I I personally I think that Conte deserves a lot of credit for seeing that but I'd be interested to hear what your take on that is well I often wondered for a long long time and, and I'm still perhaps wondering it um, how this team and no disrespect to the players and I, I you know <clears throat> They put together a team that doesn't look like the champions I hope they're going to be, and I think they're going to be. Um, and you put on paper, and I keep going back to that Harry Redknapp comment of, you know, Spurs players getting in the yeah. Chelsea team and Chelsea players getting in the Spurs team and so on. Um, you put together a team, Conte, and you've, the words you've hit is absolutely correct, and it, it's what makes it work. And I think, like the Leicester team last year, what makes it work? Yes, there's one or two world-class players in there, without doubt. Maybe three or four, maybe five or six. Who knows? Um, in terms of what world-class is, that's another argument. But balance. And, and and Moses coming back in and along. So they are unsung heroes, if you like. But, I mean, everyone's a hero on this side. Everyone's a hero in this squad. Um, certainly to Chelsea fans, anyway. But balance. And getting the balance right. What works? What makes it happen? Um and Moses makes it happen on that side. You could arguably bring in a better player in, in inverted commas, um, but if it isn't got, if it isn't the balance right, and it takes something away from another player, or it moves it, or a person's movements make another player do something differently, then it causes an imbalance somewhere. And the reason this team works, I, I truly believe, it's because they play alongside each other. They recognise each other's strengths and weaknesses and they balance out and this is what makes this team work the balance of it all um, three at the back two wing backs all doing something which covers and helps 
other people in different positions. And it's the balance of this team, I believe, that, that makes it really work. Um, it's not the amount of world-class players, because maybe Harry Redknapp's right. I mean, I keep looking at that Tottenham side and thinking, I wonder. And I keep looking at the Chelsea side and I wonder. Um, it's going to be a, an argument that's going to be tested in, in a week's time. I look forward to that, but obviously big game before. But hopefully the balance of the Chelsea side will win the day. Mm. And, and, they, and I think you've also hit the nail on the head there. And we've said this a lot, actually, on this show. They do play as a team. And, and it's the best teams that win. It's not necessarily the best individual players. But having said that, I do think that we have one superb individual talent. And of course, that's, you know, Eden Hazard. And, and what pleases me most at the moment, and, and we saw this against City as well, but, you know, you need your big players to step up when it counts. And, and that's at the business end of the season when the trophies are, you know, are on the line. And I think, I think we're certainly seeing that with him, aren't we? I mean, that was a superb goal he scored against Bournemouth. I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I think that Eden has a Diego Costa, Thibaut Courtois, arguably a Golo Kante. You know, you can start going down the pecking order and, and, and people or whatever. It's unfair on everyone to pick our world-class players. But I think they're, they're, they're the people bordering world-class and Kante, you know, I mentioned because people have put him up for this and that and so on. Um, in his position, he, he's very good indeed. Um, but the others uh, make things happen. They can make or change games. Um, Costa with his goals, Courtois with his saves. Right, we'll, we'll come to one or two mistakes, but every goalkeeper makes mistakes. But Hazard for me is bordering, bordering on the not quite Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, possibly a Neymar or Suarez in that era on his day, or in that uh, ill kitty like on his day, uh, and, and that's why he's he's. Uh, uh, getting the interest he's getting in terms of people looking at him and, and saying the uh, accolades and, and so on. But more importantly for Chelsea, of course, is that he's, he's getting the accolades. It's because he's doing it on the pitch. And you, you're absolutely right. Um, big games, big players, big needs, step up to the plate. And he answers all the criteria. Um, very wonderful player, makes things happen. Um his ability to beat players, you think back to the Jan Franco Zimmers, if you like, people who could do this, mm. uh, Pat Nevins, uh, you know, Pat Nevins, uh, people who can tight games, they, they beat a footballer, they beat a player, they possibly beat another one. Two players are out of position. I spoke earlier about balance. All, all, all of a sudden, centre-half, midfield players have to come across and do a job because their full-backs have been beaten out of position. They've got to come across and do a job, which they might be doing in the middle or doing somewhere else. It frees up other players um, if they don't do the job. Hazard nets himself. This is what happens when players have the ability to beat other, other players. And uh, not many people have got it in football, um, but Hazard has it, and it, it's wonderful that Chelsea have him. Of course, all the ingredients go in the cake, and... But I do believe if Eden Hazard wasn't part of Chelsea football team, I think we'd struggle at times to break down certain clubs and uh, wouldn't be, we wouldn't be getting the results we're getting. Um, and the same applies to Diego Costa and his goals and the same applies to the saves of Courtois. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they are our big players and they do, they're the ones that, that, that need to make the difference. I mean, of course, Hazard, Hazard and Kante have both been nominated today for the PFA Player of the Year. Um, you know, if you had a vote, Kerry, where would yours be going? Well, if we if we roll the shoulder back about two months ago, lots of people were talking about Diego Costa. It's amazing mm. that the vote goes. Uh, it's amazing that the vote goes at this time. It used to go a bit earlier, 
Um, yeah. All three would be in it. Uh, goodness me. Uh, I'll put Costa in, in amongst it. Um, it. The popular opinion is going to go to Ogolo Kante because it's, it, it's, a, it's a theme thing and it's uh, people are looking at Chelsea last season and looking at the new player in. Um, yeah. Eden Hazard for me. Eden Hazard, uh, Costa, Kante in that order. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, it, it, I think it's tough. I mean, it, you know, Costa didn't get a nomination in the PFA one, but uh, Hazard and Kante did. I, I, you know, it's tough because I think you're right. I think if you look at last season and this season, it's Kante that's made fundamentally made the difference to us. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, Hazard is a special player. He really is. It's um, tough. I don't get a, vo- I don't get that, a vote yeah. in that, so it's all right for me. <laughs> Go on, sorry, mate. Just while we're on that, sorry to interrupt you. Just while we're on that, but... You know, you say player of the year and Kante is the difference that, you know, the, the one player. We're just missing one other ingredient that goes in the cake. Conti. So, yeah. that's just, yeah. you know, not just the one difference, there's another big difference there. Well, that's true. I mean, I, th- I think obviously there'll be a manager of the year and, and they do tend to pick the guy who wins the title. So, on the presumption well, that I we do, I would no-brainer. imagine... Yeah, it is a no-brainer, isn't I- it? If you th- it's a no-brainer manager of the year, surely. I mean, Pochettino's yeah, yeah. done well, uh, but phew. admittedly, if Spurs were to beat us in the cup semi-final and go on and win it, and and yeah. and, and the, the calamitous happened in the league, then maybe the no-brainer would be the other way. But at the moment, where we sit, and if the vote is cast, there it is a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're not thinking about that, Kerry. I mean, Mark, Mark Worrell, Kelvin Barker, and myself... No, if no, that happens, we're all that. hiring a double-decker bus and we're heading for Beachy Head, mate. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to join us if you want, but anyway, it won't happen. It uh, won't happen. Um, I might right, be we're gonna. We're... <laughs> that would be good. That would be funny. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. All right, mate. Listen, let's let's talk about the game coming up this uh, this Sunday because it is a it's a cracker. Whatever the situation in the league is, I think. Um, but uh, are you are you feeling confident against United for Sunday? No, it's a silly thing to say. You feel confident. Um, the, the good message coming out of Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, the good message coming out of Chelsea is that you know it's from the manager himself, and he's very positive. And he said the players are ready; they're prepared. Um, but we go to United and hope to win. Um, yeah. We can win. And, you know, that's all you can do. On the day, it's about the players. It's about who performs. It's who does well. It's about the Hazards, the Crosses. It's about the Moseses. It's about the Alonsos. It's about every player doing their job. And the same applies for United. Um, It could be a referee's blunder, a 1-0 penalty decision. It could be anything. It's a a tight game. Um, They're going to want to win. They've got a good home record, albeit um, lots of draws recently, which have cost them. But hmm. they're a typical Jose side for me, and I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and slag him. But he, he does play, and he did play defensive football. Um, you know, he, he sets up his defence very well, and he sets up his team very well. Um, but they're missing something, and it's a world class player. They've got Ibrahimovic, but he's a world class goal scorer. And world-class goal scorers need world-class providers, and I think that's where they possibly mm. struggle. Providers, their creativity is lacking. Um, Eden Hazard is ours. Um, Diego Costa is ours. They've got Ibrahimovic, but they've got no really world-class provider. And that's why I think they lack a cutting edge. Um, it'll still be a close game. And as I've already said, for all the reasons that I've just mentioned, you couldn't be confident but we go there in the best possible shape, and I'm hopeful. Um, I think it all points to a draw, um, which necessarily isn't a great result for us. We've Tottenham breathing down our necks, but nevertheless, um, a draw away at Manchester United at the start of the season would be a good result, and most people would take a point. Um, and that's where I'm probably going to end up thinking that uh, that's what it'll be. Mm. I mean, uh, to be honest, mate, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I mean, it, it, in in a sense, it's got draw written all over it, hasn't it? I mean, United have drawn a lot of their games this season. I cannot, for the life of me, see Jose wanting to do anything other than you know he won't want to lose against Chelsea. That's for sure. Certainly not three times this season. And he does have that ability as a manager to be able to to get a result. And I think a result for them would probably be a draw. Also, given that they're they're obviously playing in the Europa League tonight away at Anderlecht, and then they've got the return leg next week, so you know I, I think he's mindful of that because that's obviously their their most realistic chance of getting Champions League football next season by winning that competition. So you know I think if you factor in all of those things, it it, it, it has the whiff of a draw, and you know given again that this is probably our hardest uh, hardest game on paper in the run in then I don't think a draw would be a bad result, as you said, would it? No, that's exactly where we are, the way I'm looking at it. The destiny is still in our own hands, um, and it will be if we drew at United. Um, it will be if we lost at United. Um, yeah. It hasn't come down to the fact that Tottenham can do anything about it just yet. Um, but So a, a point would be, I consider, a, a reasonable result. A win would be a wonderful result and really be a hammer blow for Spurs because they're going to be looking at the fixture and thinking, hang on, Chelsea could get beat here. 
And we could, we could really tighten this up if we do them the week after that in the cup. It'll really deflate them. And, you know, they'll think they've got a real chance. But they've got to win all their games yet. Um, you know, that's the other imponderable. They've got to go and win all their games. And they've got a couple of tight games coming up. They've, got, they've still got uh, London Derby. They've still got one or two other tricky fixtures as well. So this it could well, I'm not going to say go to the wire, because if Chelsea were to draw um, or even win here, I, I, I really think... It's over, and it's never over, as they say, until she's singing. But um, and it, it, it's mathematically possible that Spurs can catch us, but uh, realistically, a draw would be a great result. And that, that's probably where I'm going to tend to go when I when I hand out a result at the end of the show, and that's actually mm. what I believe. Mm. Well, as I said, I, I agree with that, and I, I think you know the, the other the other thing that's interesting is that you're you're right, even if we lose this. We're still in an incredibly healthy position. I just find it very highly improbable that we're going to lose, you know, <clears throat> three out of seven games, which is kind of what would have to happen. And then Spurs have to win every one of their games. And and I, I whilst you know they've been really impressive, I have to admit that they really have been impressive. Spurs. I mean, normally by this stage, as a Chelsea supporter, you expect them to have their usual kind of Spursy meltdown, but they haven't yet. But They've still got seven games to go and try and win, and anything can happen yet. And and I'm convinced they're going to drop some points somewhere along the line. I just don't see them winning all of those seven games, and that's what they're going to have to do. So, I mean, I agree with you. You know, it's it's foolhardy to always be confident. This is football; anything can happen. But I'm about as confident as I can be about the title. I really am, given all of that. But it's a great time to be confident about going to Manchester United in our position. Yeah. You know, but when you, when you talk about overconfidence and, and can you be confident, I'm sure we were confident. Palace at home, I certainly was. I said two goals. Um, <laughs> we were, but, weren't we? Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, and, and things happen in football um, and things can happen at Manchester United. One thing is for sure, just on the back of, uh, just on the back of that statement you made earlier, um, I hope Manchester United go on to win the Europa Cup. Um, I've got nothing against Jose and I want an English team to win the Europa Cup rather than watching a cup final with a non-English side, isn't it? Um, many Chelsea fans would disagree with that. You know, I hope they get put out and, and suffer and so on. But I'm not of that ilk. Um, I, you know, I, I hope they beat Anderlecht. I'd rather see Manchester United in a cup in a Europa Cup final than Anderlecht, personally. So, mm. and, and for Jose, uh, for Jose, why not? You know. Mm. I mean, what one thing that, that just to kind of finish up on the whole title running and and, and the Spurs issue, uh, they've basically. In a sense, they've been in quite a, 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 an envious position. They've got nothing to lose at the moment. Nobody's expecting them to, to win the title, really, honestly. So, you know, well, I as I, I said, know I, I, that, well, I, I, I say nobody. Well, I think I, I, not so- well they, their supporters are, obviously. But, I mean, you know, most pundits yeah, are saying, look, thinking. Chelsea, are seven, seven points are clear. You know, it's ours to lose. So what I'm really trying to say is that I think there's a, there's a lot less pressure on them at the moment. If we start dropping points and they get a bit closer, maybe the pressure might begin to tell on them a bit. That's that's really where I'm going with that. No, I, I, I tend to disagree slightly. Um, uh, when in terms of pressure, pressures on both sides. Um, um, less pressure on them. Uh, I think all the pressure's on them. They've got to win every game. We can afford to mm. drop one or two points. They okay. can't afford. Pressure Pressure is about the need to win. Um, we have to. We don't have to win. They do have to win. Um, the pressure's mm. on them to win every game. Um, we can afford a draw. Mm. We can afford uh, a couple of draws if it comes to it. Uh, we can probably afford three draws. And three wins, yeah. four wins. So, uh, that's, that's really... That's, them, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, well, I'm really, I'm really, well, I'm obviously glad to hear that, but I'm also really interested to hear that because a lot of people have been been saying maybe it's the other way around. But of course, I think you have a point there, you know. And I just kind of wondered actually how dispiriting it must have been for Spurs last weekend. You know, they thumped Watford four nil. They must have been really feeling very confident and buoyant, and then hoping that we would slip up. And then we just went out very professionally and did the job. I bet they weren't so confident and, uh, when they were uh, down at Swansea a couple of weeks ago. You know, and, yeah, and they come back yeah. in the last what three or four minutes and scored three goals. So mm. um, it's, it's a strange mm. old title race. Football's a strange old game, and you know it will be what it will be. But at the moment, we're uh, we've got a, one hand on it uh, on the trophy, if you like. And yeah. as we said, and we stre- we've overstressed. If you like, it's ours to lose. Mm. All right, just to kind of uh, just wrap up with a couple of general points, really. Um, you know, we, we are getting near to the end of the season. It has been an amazing season in many respects. I mean, you, you mentioned Conte and singled him out for praise a minute ago. But, I mean, what what has been the secret to our success this season? I think you've hit a little weep hit on it, if you like. Um, mm. The balance of the team. Uh, it was an yeah. indifferent start. There was one or two strange performances. We got we got beat by Liverpool. We got We got beat away. Um, and Arsenal got a thump in there. And then, for some reason, I think it was Leicester that we, we, hit, we had a great result and he hit on a formation, uh, something that worked. And he hasn't changed it since. And it's been the balance of a team. Um, you know, different players coming in. Um, he's left out some wonderful, wonderful players in John Terry. Cesc Fabregas has forced himself in and out. Um you know, he's hit on something that won. Um, I don't know whether it was by design or not, but he stuck with it and it carried on. Um, I don't know how long before someone sort of finds out about it and undermines it and finds a way of beating it and it becomes apparent. But at the moment, they're doing exactly what Leicester did last year, continuing to win, continuing to play, and by and large, it's the same 13 players, 14 players maybe. Um, and, it, and it's exactly what Leicester did. Team ethic, team working together. And he's done that. And he's had uh, the courage and the conviction to change slightly or slightly tinker with it. But hasn't changed the shape, hasn't changed the system. Players know what they're doing. It's good management. What's the difference? Mm. The manager has to be the major difference. Lots of people will point to a Golo Kante and say he's a difference. Really? I'd say go back one season before that then. And there was another difference. It's virtually the same team that won the title and Eden Hazard was double player of the year. Costa was nearly top goal scorer if he was top goal scorer. Um, is it really that different? Team ethic this year, slightly different shape, well, different shape, slightly different players, but basically team ethic that's winning the day and having good mm. players playing well. Yeah, and there we go. And I think, as you said, I mean, a lot of that, of course, is down to Antonio Conte. And, and, and you know I'm a huge fan of his, and I think he does deserve a huge amount of credit for what he's done. Uh, I've got a quick kind of random left-field question from an old mate of mine, actually. He, he, he's he been listening to the Chelsea fancast pretty much since we started, and, he, and he's from Adelaide in Australia, and he's a top lad called Chris Larwood. But he's got a great question, which he asked me to ask you earlier this week. He says, how do you feel about the Chelsea's expansion to a worldwide club rather than being a West London club with largely local supporters? 
um, I love the fact that it was local support, but, uh, um, you know, because that's what I believe in. It's how I grew up, you know, support your local club, yeah. support oh, your hometown right. team. It's what you believe, you know. Um, but football's gone global and worldwide base is a must. And I think it's fantastic. I've been all over the world um, visiting various Chelsea supporters clubs, um, speaking to fans and enjoying their company and, and, you know, their hospitality. And, you know, all supporting the same club, why not? The fact you... You look at something, you grow to love it. You might not go. You go. You might go there, what four or five times a year, maybe twice a year, maybe once a year. But it's a team that you watch on telly. It's a team you want to support. It's a team you want to be associated with. You can support the club in any manner that befits. Um, a supporter is a supporter. Many people say I like football. To be affiliated and associated with one club, to grow to love one club, wherever you are in the world, it's the way football is. You know, people. Uh, I know, uh, and support Real Madrid. Uh, they say, I, I love watching Real Madrid. They love this. Some like Barcelona. You know, for whatever reason, you grow an affiliation for a club, a love for a club. Um, I hope more and more over the world become Chelsea fans. Um, I've seen, I saw a video, I hate to say it, um, on, certainly on this show, but of Liverpool uh, doing a pre-season tour of uh, Australia. Couldn't believe how many Liverpool fans in yeah. Australia. Couldn't believe it. Um, it's the way the world is and wherever Chelsea goes spreading the word whether it be China Australia America um, brilliant you know, let's hope we've got yeah. loads of supporters worldwide and we're, we are now a worldwide club and one of yeah. the best clubs in the world yeah well I, mate I agree I mean I, I, I'm all for that and I mean actually the, the Chelsea fan cast has gained as much popularity as it has very much because we've got so many listeners from all over the world. And I've been really lucky enough to meet meet them when I've been out in the States and, and in, in Australia. And I'm sure if you ever made it out to Australia, uh, they would give you a massive welcome out there. I know Canners went out there a year or two ago and he had an absolute blast. So, uh, And I know you've been out to Dubai and things and met the supporters out there. And they they always, the, the, the lot I know out there always talk very fondly of the time you went out there. So... Uh, it is. We're a global club, and and, and as I said, I, I I've benefited from that, and I think you you have too. So I'm all for that. Um, finally, um, I'm just going to allow you to have have a little plug for a little do that you're organising because it's. Uh, I know we've got United this weekend, but of course next uh, the weekend after that we've got the FA Cup semi final, of course against Spurs. You know, I'm lucky enough to be going off with a lot of the the fancast lads to to watch that there, which would be great. Um, but of course, lots of people are not lucky enough to get a ticket. But you've got a, a solution to that, haven't you? Because you're doing another one of your screenings at the Sanctum Hotel. Yeah, so I thought I'd uh, give you the opportunity. If anyone, I mean, not everyone's going to the semi final, not everyone can make it. But everyone be setting up a day to watch the game somewhere. I just thought that you know, um, in, 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 uh, along with lashings. Um, uh, a, a group of people that support me um, in, what, in what I'm trying to do myself. I've decided to set up uh, a screening at the San- Sanctum Hotel where we can have a bit of lunch, have a game. And I think uh, there's one or two Tottenham people coming along. Uh, my understanding is as well, might be, I'm not quite sure who it is. It'd be wrong of me at this stage to mention some names who are being touted about, but um, they're going to come along, try and balance it out and uh, <laughs> we can have a little shindig up the Sanctum Hotel. So anyone interested, uh, of course, Look at the relevant uh, places that uh, are being advertised at the moment. I'm sure, Dave, if anyone contacts you through this, then you can just pass them on yeah. to the right people. Uh, well, that's absolutely. I mean, they know how to find us on Twitter and stuff, and, and we, we retweet uh, what you and, and, and the people behind it uh, are organising. But what I do know, I mean, I can't remember what time it starts, but obviously before the game, and it'll be involving lunch, quite a lot to drink, no doubt. And... Uh, 
Uh, there'll be. It, I've been there because I went to your 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 film do recently, and it's a cracking place, the Sanctum Hotel. It's a really good place to 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 have a good chat, meet some ex players, watch the game with some experts, have a few drinks, cracking down. I think it's about fifty quid a ticket, so it's actually that's frankly that's quite reasonable, I think, for a do like that. So uh, yeah, so watch this space. Uh, get in touch with us if you need to know more. Follow uh, Kerry on Twitter, which is at real underscore Kerry Dixon, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, but it's easy to find. So there we go. All right, mate. Well, good luck with that, and obviously good luck on Sunday. I think we've pretty much said what we're going to predict, but I mean, I- I'm going to go for a 1-1 for a draw, and I have a suspicion you might do much the same. Yep, same with 1-1 draw. I think it's uh, written all mm. over. It uh, wouldn't be a bad result. Love the win, um, but I'll take it all. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the draw, but uh, obviously a win would be a massive bonus. But either way, it should be it should be a cracking afternoon. So I'm uh, a bit Sunday Easter lunch, and then I'll settle down for that. So there we go. Anybody who's travelling up there, of course, be loud and have a safe uh, trip up there and enjoy it, of course. Right, Kerry, we need to go. Um, but uh, I look forward to speaking to you uh, next Thursday, hopefully uh, celebrating a win up there, and then looking forward to a cracking weekend of an FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, happy Easter to all the listeners, uh, and to you, Dave. Thank you. You too, mate. And uh, have a lovely weekend with your family and I'll uh, and enjoy the game, obviously. And, and we'll catch up again next week. Looking forward to it. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.